Uh, John 13 and in verse 22. Uh, John 13, verse 22. And the Bible says, <clears throat> Then the disciples looked one to another, doubting of whom he spake. And now there was leaning on Jesus' bosom one of his disciples, whom Jesus loved. And Simon Peter therefore beckoned to him that he should ask who it should be of whom he spake. And he then lying on Jesus' breast saith unto him, Lord, who is it? And Jesus answered, He it is to whom I shall give a sop when I have dipped it. And when he had dipped the sop, he gave it to Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon. You can be seated today. Uh, as we look in this very passage of Scripture, he's uh, dealing in that with his betrayal and telling his disciples, uh, who was going to betray him. You go back into the prior verses and uh, you'll find out that Jesus uh, washes his disciples' feet. And he's teaching them how to be a servant. That's exactly what he's trying to help them with and teaching them how to serve one another. And Brother Jeff just uh, taught on that real good this morning about charity and about service uh, in Sunday school. But then he begins to uh, talk about who would betray him and he talks about Judas and even in the latter part of these verses of this chapter uh, you'll find out that Peter tells him you know Lord I, I, I'll go lay down my life for you I won't betray you uh, I'll lay down my life for you but it was the Lord that told Peter uh, uh, he said wilt thou lay down thy life for my sake he said verily verily I say unto thee uh, uh, the cock shall not crow uh, till thou hast denied me thrice. And we know that Peter did at his trial uh, uh, denied the Lord three different times uh, uh, and the Lord knew that. Uh, uh, and so, but we learn in these verses here uh, uh, as John is leaning uh, upon the bosom of Jesus, uh, uh, we find that Peter beckons unto him uh, and says, ask him uh, uh, who he's talking about. Uh, Peter wasn't going to ask him, but he asked John. By the way, that is the disciple whom the Lord loved, was John. You'll find that all through the Scriptures. Now, he had 12 disciples. We understand that, and we know that. And they traveled with him everywhere that he went. He had Peter, James, and John, and they went with him a lot more places than the twelve went. As a matter of fact, Peter, James, and John, they were on the Mount of Transfiguration. Peter, James, and John went over to Jairus' house when he raised his daughter from the dead. It was Peter, James, and John when Jesus went into the Garden of Gethsemane and that, and he went just a little further, and he took those men with him. But listen, we come here in verse 22 through verse 26, and you'll find out uh, uh, that it was John uh, uh, that was leaning and laying uh, uh, upon the bosom uh, uh, of Jesus. Uh, and if I could for just a minute or two, with God being our helper, uh, uh, I would like to preach uh, having the thought of leaning uh, uh, on Jesus. Uh, uh, here John found himself, uh, uh, first of all, number one, uh, uh, in a closeness uh, uh, to the Lord. Now think about this here for just a second. Uh, uh, imagine how John uh, uh, might feel right now. Jesus has just taught them uh, uh, how to be a servant. Uh, uh, he just taught them about uh, washing feet. But now uh, uh, he begins to talk about being betrayed. Uh, 
uh, he talks about, uh, uh, at other times he talks about having uh, uh, to go die. And he says there's one uh, that's going to betray me. Imagine how heartbroken uh, uh, maybe John uh, might be feeling at this time. Uh, and boy, he wants to crawl up uh, uh, and be close in that uh, uh, under the Lord. Now let me park right here and say something real quick. Uh, uh, a couple of things. One, uh, uh, there was nothing perverted in this. And two, uh, uh, the world says that's weird uh, and that's strange. I think a lot of church people would say that's weird and strange. Uh, can I tell you this morning, it is a little weird and strange uh, when people get close to the Lord. Amen. They, they become a little weird uh, and strange themselves when, they, when you get close to the Lord. Well, you'll be weird and strange to the world. You'll be weird and strange to carnal Christians. You'll just be different. And folk don't understand that. And here John is laying upon the bosom of the Lord Jesus. And the Bible said right here, one of his disciples whom Jesus loved. He crawls up and he lays upon his breast. And he gets close to him. Can I ask you this morning... How close do we get to the Lord? How close do we crawl up to Him and, uh, and get next to Him? The Bible said right here that uh, it was the disciple whom the Lord loved. Uh, and imagine the love uh, uh, that Jesus had for John. Uh, I begin to think about that. You come back to ver- uh, uh, chapter or verse 1 of the same chapter. Uh, and He said, Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that His hour was come, that He should depart out of this world unto the Father, having loved His own which were in the world, He loved them uh, unto the end. He loved his disciples. He loved Peter, James, and John. And he loved John, the disciple whom the Lord loved. Imagine how much he loves us this morning. I mean, what manner of love? What does the Bible say? Uh, uh, what manner of love that the Father bestowed upon us uh, uh, that we should be called the sons of God? Uh, think about how much He loved you uh, at Calvary. Uh, what was it that God commenced His love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ uh, uh, died for us. Uh, I, I believe I saw down there on the littles, uh, uh, Sunday, I see John 3.16 down there this morning uh, uh, on their whiteboard in the little class. Uh, uh, and I mean, for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. Imagine how much the Heavenly Father uh, and His Son loves uh, you today. He gave Himself uh, so that you don't have to die long. He gave Himself so that I could get saved. He gave Himself uh, to pay for my sin. Uh, uh, what love uh, that He had toward us. Myself, if you're not saved today, I want you to know there's somebody in heaven that loves you uh, and died for you so that you could get saved uh, and know Him and go to heaven and have peace and joy uh, in this life. Thank God for that. Amen. But imagine the love. But then... You look at John and he's one of his disciples and uh, here he is. I, I want you to thank you moms and dads this morning. I, I imagine how much, you don't have to imagine, but uh, you know how much you love your children. I'm getting ahead of myself, but ain't it something when they just come and crawl up in your lap and they lay down up here on your chest and they shut their eyes uh, and all they want to do is just be close in that to you. 
They just want to be close to you. I mean, they just crawl up with you. I, I, not, they ain't asking for nothing. I, they don't want you to do anything. I, I, I mean, all they want to do is just crawl up there and they want to get close. You want to know why they want to get close? Uh, because that's the place uh, uh, where they feel the best at. Uh, that's the place where they feel protected at. Uh, uh, not for that. Hey, that's the place where they just uh, I know that everything's going to be okay uh, when they get crawled up there. Some of y'all know that. Some of you are still raising little ones now. Some of you are having to think back to that time. Some of you are, I got your grandbabies now and you wait on them to do that. But uh, you remember back to a time when they would just crawl up and just want to love on you. When's the last time you've done that with the Lord? When's the last time? I'll get there in a minute. But John, he, Jesus loved him. But imagine how much John loved the Lord. Think about that. Here he is. And he, you know, you just don't crawl up and lay on somebody that you don't love. That's a little weird, ain't it? Amen. But listen, I mean, can you imagine that John wanted to be close to him? Don't you want to be close to the Lord today? Don't you want to be close to the one that loved you and died for you? The one that has blessed you and took care of you? See, he, he's, watched, he's watched the Lord Jesus. I, I mean, Jesus is now coming to the end of his ministry. I, and I mean, for some three and a half years, John has traveled with him. I, I, John has seen what he can do. I, I, John, I, I mean, I don't think he understood Calvary. I, I don't think many, any of them understood Calvary I, and what was going to take place. But uh, listen, he knew he was fixing to leave. Boy, ain't you glad he'll never leave us nor forsake us. I mean, you can go crawl up in his bosom any time we want to. There's a closeness. Can I ask you how close are you to the Lord today? What hinders us in our closeness? What, what keeps us from being near to the Lord? You know, that's what close is. I, I, I mean, hey, if you're going to get close to the Lord, I, I, I mean, listen close enough that uh, you can feel His heart. But you realize that. You, you ever think about that John, uh, as he leaned on the bosom of Jesus and laid upon His bosom, uh, uh, that he could hear the very heartbeat of the Lord. You know, when you lean on Jesus' bosom and draw close to Him and near to Him, uh, you actually figure out what He wants for your life, you can hear his heartbeat. Uh, I'm, I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but it'll be all right. But uh, I don't know why, Brother Marvin, but y'all just get more preaching too sometimes. I, I guess because I'm right-handed. Mitchell needs some too, I guess. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> but you ever, you ever think about, you ever think about how that uh, it was. Easier to hear when, when you get close to somebody. It's easier to feel them and easier to touch them, but it's easier to hear when you crawl up close to them. You know, it's easier to hear the Lord the closer you get to Him. It's easier to hear that still small voice uh, uh, when you get up in his bosom. And I, 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 and I mean, listen, I, I, I know there's times that he comes by. I know the Bible said, Seek you the Lord while I may be found and call upon him uh, while he is near. I understand that when he stirs in our heart uh, uh, that we need to obey him. Uh, uh, but friend, I'm telling you, we need to have a relationship uh, uh, with the Lord Jesus Christ uh, uh, that we can crawl up in his bosom and draw near uh, uh, and that unto him and we can feel him uh, and touch him and hear what he has to say to us. Some of y'all ain't tired this morning. Let me ask you this question. Have 
Have you ever felt close to the Lord one day and not close the next? Have you ever felt close to Him this week and not next week? I don't understand why it's that way. I, I really don't. But I, I, I know this, that uh, friend, if we'll just crawl up next to Him and uh, spend time, you see, when you're going to do that, you're going to have to uh, give up some time. That brings me to point number two. There's a closeness, but then if you're going to be leaning on Him, then you have to cease from everything else. You've you, you got to stop what you're doing. You know, if we take our Bible and go over to the book of uh, go to the book of Luke with me this morning. Go to the book of Luke, chapter ten, and we find very familiar uh, scripture in here. Uh, Luke chapter ten, and uh, look in verse thirty-eight. Luke ten, verse thirty-eight. Now it came to pass as they went that he entered into a certain village. And a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. Now you need to underline that in your Bible. But Martha was cumbered about much serving. And came to him and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister hath led me to serve alone? Bid her, therefore, that, that she should help me. Can I park right here for a minute? And a lot of times we're just like Martha in the very fact that we're cumbered. And I'll deal with that here in a minute. But we're, we're kind of like her and we think God don't care. You remember what his disciples said on the ship? I mean, he, he is asleep on the same boat that they are, and they go back there and they wake him up and said, Master, carest thou not that we perish? You know you're saved, you know you're where you belong, but then when something happens, we think God don't care. I mean, here Martha is, and she said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister hath left me alone, hath left me to serve alone? Do you want me to answer that question? Yes, he cared. Because if you look in the next verse, notice what it said. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things, but one thing is needful. Notice that right there. We miss the needful part a lot of times. What was it? And Mary had chosen that good part which shall not be taken away from her. And what was that good part? In verse 39, uh, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. You know, if we're going to hear Him and draw nigh to Him and draw close to Him, uh, we're just going to have to sit down and get still. Martha was cumbered about. She was troubled about with many things. What was it that He said over in the book of Psalms? He said, be still and know that I am God. Psalms 46. And I listen, we, we run, and I'm just as guilty as guilty can be that we're running and we're doing uh, and we're trying and uh, we're, we're, we're just uh, so bombarded with the Word. We've got, we've got everything else going on. That friend, if you're going to draw close to Him, you're going to have to stop. You've got to stop. I mean, there has to come a time that you just have to stop. You've got to stop worrying. You, you, you can't get close to Him and be worried, wringing your hands and wearing yourself out. I mean, that's why He said in 1 Peter 5 and 7, uh, hey, well, what was the case? Don't you care upon Him, for He careth for you. I'm talking about living close. 
I'm talking about leaning on Him. Uh, to be close to Him means you're near. <coughs> but to do that <coughs> means that you have to cease from everything you're doing. I ain't talking about quitting serving Him. I'm talking about if, if we're going to do that, then we're going to have to spend some time with Him. And the only way to do that is just stop everything else. You know, for, for husbands and wives to spend time together, then they have to be together. And a lot of times you've you got to quit doing your own separate things and spend time together. If you're going to spend time with your children, then you, moms and dads sometimes have to stop what they're doing and get down in the floor and play with them. Right? I'm not saying that's always the way that it is. And I know that he travels everywhere that we go, but I'm talking about living close to him to where you can feel him, where you can touch him, and you can hear him. John is leaned upon his bosom, upon his breast. He's got close to him. John has had to stop everything he's doing. As a matter of fact, Peter said, John, Peter looks over at him and, and, and he, says, he says, John, he says, you ask him who's going to betray him. Why? Because, you know, Brother Ralph preached on that during revival, you know, a little bit about that, being in the inner circle, you know. You know, John had the ear of the Lord. You know, if, if you live close to Him uh, and you're succumbed from what you're doing, and, uh, and I mean uh, uh, that you realize that you have the ear of God when you talk to Him. You spend time in prayer with Him. You know, that's how you draw close to Him and spend time with Him in prayer. When's the last time you just spent some time in prayer? Just talk to Him. You know, what was it I, I said the other day that, uh, you know, a lot of times, uh, a lot of times we, uh, we, we come before Him and I know that He's great and I know hallowed is His name. I understand all those things. I, uh, but Paul also talks about crying out, Abba, Father. And uh, sometimes I just sit down and talk to Him like I'm talking to a friend. <laughs> I believe it was Brother Earl Hughes said one time, he says, I was praying and I got tired and I just quit and said, Lord, I'm going to bed. I'll talk to you in the morning. That's Brother Earl for you right there now. When's the last time you just talked to him? John could talk to him. I know them other men could talk to him. I get that. But John could talk to him. He had crawled up and laid upon his bosom. He had quit. He had quit everything else. He had quit his wandering where he just laid up here. And boy, he could feel Jesus. He could touch Jesus. And he could hear his heart beat. And he'd got close. He was spending time in prayer with him. The psalmist, he said more. I mean just, just a lot through his psalms. He talked about uh, having the Lord hear him. What Psalms 27. He says, Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice, have mercy also upon me and answer me. Ain't that what we want when we talk to the Lord? Is for him to hear us, to help us, and answer us. That's what I want. You know what he told Martha over here? He said, Mary has chosen the good part. And that was sitting at his feet and hearing his word. You want to draw close to him? Then you've got to cease from what you're doing. And you've got to spend time with him in this book right here. I wish I'd have learned that early on in my Christian life. Wish I'd have learned that early on about this book. I, I know I tell you all that all the time, but uh, you, you know, what, what is it? Blessed, blessed is the man uh, that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his, light, his delight shall be in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. 
He loves the book. He loves the Word of God. He said, Martha, Martha, Mary's chosen the good part. What are we choosing? Are we cumbered about in service? I know the Lord wants us to serve Him. I understand that. I know that. But I also know that, that Ruth, got, Ruth, Ruth got twice as much laying at the feet of Boaz over there than what she did gleaning in the field. Let me think about that for just a second. You remember Naomi sent her out there to lay at the feet of Boaz, who is a type of the Lord Jesus, our, our, our kinsman redeemer. She got more laying at his feet than she did out there gleaning in the field. There's a closeness when we begin to read his word because you know what he does? He begins to talk to us, don't he? Do you ever just read and say, Lord, just show me what you'd have me to see? I try to pray every time I get ready to read, every time I get ready to study. I say, Lord, I just need help in this book. Would you just show me something new? That's what I ask for. Show me something new and what I need to see. How close are we living to the Lord? Can I say this this morning? A lot of people, a lot of people think that living close to the Lord is hard to accomplish. A lot of people think that there's something magical to it, and there's nothing magical to it. It is simply just doing what we're supposed to do for Him. John was a disciple. That means he was a follower of the Lord Jesus. How about us? Are we a disciple? Are we doing what we're supposed to be doing? Hey, let me ask you this this morning. What is hindering you from drawing close to the Lord? What is hindering you from stopping what you need to stop? I I mean, Martha, she was so cumbered about, she was so worried uh, about serving that she could not leave that alone uh, uh, and go listen to what Jesus had to say. Just couldn't sit down. We got, we, we got so many Christians, we got so many believers, let me say it that way, we got so many believers that are so sidetracked uh, with the world that, yeah, they come to church on Sunday, sometimes Sunday night, probably not Wednesday night, uh, and, and they might make it for revival if they try real hard and nothing else gets in the way. There's always going to be something getting in the way. It's always something. That'll get in the way. That's what you've got to get in your mind. There's always something that's going to get in the way of you serving Christ. Always. And you just have to make up your mind what you're going to do. That's the bottom line. I, I, I mean, but what hinders us from drawing close? Sometimes uh, it, it is the world. I mean, it is the world. I, I, I mean, I know you work jobs. I, I understand that. You've got a public job. You might work for yourself. I don't know, but there's always going to be stuff bombarding you. There's always family plans. There's always things that's going to come upon you. And you just have to make up your mind. We're going to serve the Lord. Worry. I talked about that a few minutes ago. You know, worry should drive us toward the Lord, not away from Him. It should. Concern and, and anxiety should drive us to Him, not away from Him. Because He is the one that cares for us. You know something, I've, I've watched you moms and dads and even picked some of these youngs. You know when youngs don't want to be held, that they'll figure out a way to get out of your arms. They'll squirm and kick and cry and holler. And I know you can wrap them up and you can hold on to them. 
It ain't doing a whole lot of good, but you can do it. You know, there's a lot of people, I think sometimes they, a lot of believers, they, they do the Lord the same way. They kick and holler and scream to kind of get away from Him instead of spending time with Him. We've got to cease from what's hindering us to keep us from the Lord to lean on Him. We've got to, we got to stop. I mean, we, we just, you just have to stop sometimes. Uh, there's been times that I've just needed, you can ask my wife, she knows I'm telling the truth. There's been times I just needed to draw close to him and uh, I, sometimes I'll get in my truck and I'll leave the house and I'll just drive around. And while I'm driving, I'm talking to him. There's times that I just go outside and sit down on that front porch. I'll sit down on them front steps right there uh, and I'll just talk to the Lord. While I'm, you say, Couldn't you, I could have done it in the house, but for some reason outside just seemed better. Amen. Just wanted to get away. Sometimes you just want to get by yourself. It's hard. Sometimes it's hard to get in a position to talk to the Lord when when everything else is going on around you. When the TV's going on and your phone's dinging and going off and and kids are hollering and screaming. That's a fact of life. I get that. I understand that. And you've got to handle all that in your family. I understand that. But there's going to have to be a time if you're going to draw close to the Lord, you've got to get by yourself and you've got to stop. You've got to come to a grinding halt. And you've got to stop. And you've got to take time to talk to Him. You've got to take time to read. You've got to take time to just meditate on His Word. That means to think about, you know. I'm talking about John being drawn up in the bosom of the Lord Jesus. He was leaning on Him. He was close to him. How close were you? He had ceased from everything that he was doing to get there. But don't you reckon, number three, that John found comfort laying upon Jesus' bosom? Let me ask you this. How many of you moms and dads raised them little ones and raised them? And when they needed comfort, when, when maybe they'd hurt their self, they'd fail. And they come to you crying and you just pick them up and just hug them up and let them lay up here. Some of you are thinking back right now. Y'all can remember them times when them little ones just crawl up and just want to be loved on. Why? They needed some comfort. And you're the one that could comfort them. The preacher couldn't do it. Or Sunday school teacher couldn't do it. Uh, but they needed mom and dad. I'm going to tell you, you can run to a lot of places, but if you need comfort and you want comfort... You're going to find it in the Lord Jesus. Where you find rest. Reckon, reckon, reckon John rested when he laid upon the bosom of the Lord Jesus. I'm, talk, I'm, I'm talking about some of you all this morning that you've got it figured out and that's what you're doing and you're saying, preacher, that's what I'm doing. And then just keep doing it. But I'm going to tell you, some of you in here, you're running, 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 running and you ain't got no rest. I'm not saying you ain't saved. I'm not saying you ain't living wicked. I ain't saying none of that. I'm talking about having a better relationship with the Lord Jesus. I'm talking about having a close relationship. I'm talking about having one that He can talk to you and you can talk to Him. So preacher, you want me to, I ain't wanting you to quit your job unless you need to. I ain't wanting you to quit. I I ain't talking about this stuff. I'm just saying there comes times you just got to slow down and stop. 
and talk to him. And let him talk to you. But he found rest. If we go back to Psalms chapter 37, the psalmist tells us about finding rest in the Lord. Psalms 37, I believe we need to be at, oh yeah. Psalms 37, verse 1, Fret not thyself, because the evildoers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as a green herb. We've got so many believers, we've got so many saved people uh, that, that are worried to death about what the world's doing, worried to death about what politicians are doing, the shape of our nation, and we should be concerned with the shape of our nation and our age. We'll be praying for them, but, but I'm, I'm going to tell you, you say, well, they're doing all this wickedness. Fret not thyself because of evildoers. Don't let it, you know what the word fret means? It means to wire away at. And a lot of people are worrying themselves to death about what everybody else is doing, about what the wicked is going to. I understand that. I understand they're out there. I understand all that. I understand what's going on. But the Lord said right here, hey, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green earth. Then he said this, trust in the Lord and do good, so shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thy eyes thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit thy way in the Lord, trust also in him, and he shall bring to pass, and he shall bring forth thy righteousness as a light, and thy judgment as a noonday. And then he said, Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his way, because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. He said, If we will trust him and delight in him and commit our way unto him, we can rest in him. I think all of them is put together in, in, a, in that type of order for a reason. To rest in Him. He could lay on the Lord Jesus and He could talk to Him and He could hear Him. He had to stop everything He was doing to do it. But He found rest and comfort laying there. To, to get away from the world and to get away. Listen, I know we don't build a wall and get behind the wall and peek out every now and again and see if the world's destroyed itself. That's the way you live the Christian life. The Bible said that we're to shine as lights among this world. I understand all that. But boy, it's good to get by ourselves with the Lord Jesus sometimes and just draw close. And live a life that is close to Him. You know, if you make that drawing, drawing, drawing alone by yourself and drawing away and take your family along with you, amen, teach them how to draw close to the Lord. You say, boy, my family will be different. Yeah, they'll be different. Ain't that the idea? They'll be different. You know, when, when, when the saved person, when a Christian gets away from the Lord, there is no comfort or rest. There's none. And here John is and just wanting to lay upon the breast of the Lord Jesus to feel His presence. And to know that He's there. You know what the Lord said in Exodus 33 to the children of Israel? He said, My presence shall go with thee and I will give thee rest. You realize in His presence is rest. Being close to Him for the child of God is rest. You gotta cease from everything else you're doing. You gotta stop. But boy, when you crawl up next to him, boy, you can find rest in him. 
John, it says right here, now there was leaning on Jesus' bosom one of his disciples whom Jesus loved. There he laid. There's an old song that, that, that when I was growing up that we used to sing at the church, leaning on Jesus. Or learning to lean on Jesus. Learning to lean. Learning to lean. I'm learning to lean on Jesus. Finding more power than I've ever dreamed. I'm learning to lean on Jesus. How many of us has learned to do that? You see, it is a learning process to draw close and to draw nigh to Him, to understand that, that, that when we draw close to Him, we find rest and we find comfort and we find power. And, uh, we find that we can talk to Him, that we can hear Him a whole lot easier. My wife in her older age has started mumbling. Because I can't hear her no more. It's not that I've lost my hearing. I don't know about <laughs> And so when she talks to me now, we have to be a little closer than what we were. Or she has to talk louder. As I said before, the closer we get to somebody and the closer we get to the Lord, we can hear Him talk to us. We can feel Him that he can touch us. We can feel him. That he can comfort us. I'm just saying this morning. Are you leaning on the Lord? We tend to sometimes use the Lord. And his power. Almost like a spare tire. I hate to use that terminology. But that's almost what it's like sometimes. That. We'll do our thing. I'll say we're doing wrong, but we're just headed our direction until something goes wrong and then we want to draw close. I don't want to be that way. I want want to live a life that is close to Him. And I pray you are today too. Let's bow our heads across the house, church, if we would.